The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, flying solo on this wonderful Monday, December 4th. I'd uh, break down this nine game slate. Uh, you got a lot to talk about. Normally, I'd be joined by my good buddy, Brenton, but uh, if you listened to that yesterday's show, I alluded. Uh, Brenton's been just busting tail over here. He uh, pulled uh, you know some double shift, some overtime over there on New Year's. Uh, so we're going to give him the day off, let him spend some time with some family, uh, enjoy himself as he deserves. So uh, I'll be handling this one solely. So it'll probably be a little shorter than normally, but uh, hopefully just as packed as, with information uh, to kind of help you guys, uh, you know, be that first look, you know, that initial that initial go through that initial let's let's, you know, take some guys out of our player pools, uh, kind of dissect things and get us ready for that late breaking news. And that way we're just adjusting at the end of the, uh, you know, towards lock. We're not. We're not constructing. So uh, before we jump into anything, uh, we'll jump into our our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. And let me just say, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, you know, who do you got? The Lakers, the Clippers, you know, Rodgers, Mahomes, uh, LeBron, KD, I hear now. And I'll tell you what, uh, I I tell them it's just as important, you know, where you bet uh, as is what you're betting on. Uh, so that's what I tell people to go bet with my bookie because my bookie, uh, my bookie's you know reputation is just rock solid. Uh, they got the best odds, contests, promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA related bets. The sports one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship college football game on January 11th, uh, and on every NFL playoff game. Which you know we're we're finding out uh, people are getting eliminated today um, as I'm recording this on Sunday. Uh, but you know me, and you know that I don't uh, give out my stamp of approval e- easily. Uh, you know, you hear all the all the you know the wonderful wonderful people that sponsor the show, and I back them. Uh, and we don't just let anybody nilly willy. We get a lot of sponsors that reach out to us, and it's only the ones that I kind of give my stamp of approval for. And my bookie uh, was the first one and our go to that I just felt you know this is a hand in hand kind of partnership. It works phenomenally. So it's simple. Sign up at my bookie. Enter the promo code Hoopball, and you get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. So head over there uh, and listen. You will thank me later. The amount of just free bets that they throw around, you get the best lines. They're up to date. Go check them out. MyBookie.ag, promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And then you guys obviously heard me talk about Manscaped plenty of times, just like my bookie. I absolutely love this company. Uh, it's not all the catchy, you know, the catchy lingo and the, the you know, the the funny uh, jingles that they have. Uh, their products are just rock solid, and it, it just goes without saying. Uh, I've been talking about the Lawnmower 3.0. I've been talking about the nose and uh, air hair trimmer. Both those products, absolutely fantastic, waterproof, rechargeable, uh, you know, cheap. Let me just say, in quality, and that's the most important thing. Uh, but all the other products are just phenomenal as well. So I, I use the daily body wash. I use uh, the the conditioner as well. Uh, they have so many different products, and you could just get the you know the perfect package and just get all of them. And if you use that promo code Hoopball uh, Hoopball twenty, you get twenty percent off plus free shipping on that. So use the promo code Hoopball twenty, get twenty percent off plus free shipping over at Manscaped. Uh, try one out. 
get as a gift, buy it for yourself, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's it's worthwhile because this promo code is absolutely phenomenal. It's twenty percent off plus free shipping, so uh, it just makes it worth worthwhile. And I think my personal opinion is just try the package because I guarantee. Uh, you'll, you'll like every single product that comes in there, but you'll find yourself using at least two to three of them on almost a, a daily or every other day basis. So, uh, we'll jump right into things. We have nine games to talk about. Uh, the first one on the docket is the Cleveland Cavaliers going against the Orlando magic. This game is going to start at about 7 PM Eastern standard time. There has yet to be a game total or, uh, or, uh, an over under released for this one. Uh, at the moment so we're gonna have to just kind of wait and see on that one as far as the injury report goes we'll start with the Cavs uh Della Vidova Kevin Love Kevin Porter Jr. Dylan Windler all ruled out Isaac Okoro and Darius Garland are considered questionable Garland picking up a right shoulder strain on the magic side of the ball uh Isaac uh Okiki and Alfred Camino all ruled out Evan Fournier James Enos both considered to be questionable so we'll start with the Cleveland side of the ball. Uh, there hasn't really been a game total release. I said that at the top of things, but I don't expect this one to be uh, very high. Orlando generally slows things down. They're playing on their home court. Um, so I don't expect a high game total. So now the top of the order is Andre Drummond at 9,200 on DK. Uh, he's been struggling. He's been struggling to get the minutes. Um, it's something's just going on where he looks like he's sort of out of a funk. Uh, that last game against Atlanta, it wasn't foul trouble. Uh, McGee has also been playing excellent <laughs> so all season long, so that doesn't help. Uh, we have, um, this may be one of my favorite center-loaded slates. So when it comes to Andre Drummond, I'm probably just going to let the others, you know, I'll pass. I almost wish he was playing a little bit more minutes. That way people kind of would be drawn to him. Uh, his ownership might not even be that high given the the recent game logs and the, and the game log watchers checking those minute counts. But either way, I'm just going to be fading him completely due to matchup, due to price, due to other available options that I like. Uh, and all that good stuff. But, you know, there are definitely a few options I think we could take a look at. Dante Exum should continue to draw the start. Uh, he comes in at 3,900. Is he a great value play? Absolutely not. Um, I, I kind of almost wanted to say fade him as well. Uh, if Garland is ruled out, we should see a little bit more run, maybe a little bit more usage for him. Uh, so in that case, maybe he steps up slightly. But uh, he's not a guy that I generally go to just because he's a low point per minute type of guy. Um, I'm, I'd be looking at a guy like Sexton, maybe at 7,200. He'd probably be my preferred option. Um, maybe if you do want to just keep chasing the McGee points, I don't mind it at 45. But uh, for me, it's really just Sexton, and he's not even a, a premier target of mine. I mean, we have nine games to talk about. You guys will probably hear me talk about you know four, five, six guards I really, really like. Uh, he doesn't generally just make that cut. He just kind of makes the cut for as far as Cleveland guys. So I'll slide over to the Orlando side of things and. It's a, it's a little bit different. Aaron Gordon, 5,900, not a guy that we can really trust just yet. Still getting a little bit of a minutes cap. Uh, we're seeing them slowly get increased, and he's at that price range where once we hear the minutes limit is getting released, uh, we can jump on it. But until then, uh, we kind of just have to wait and you know watch it pass us by. Now, with Evan Fournier being questionable again, uh, you know we kind of saw in that last one, uh, Terrence Ross, Cole Anthony both picked up a little bit more workload, but it was most of the usage went to Ross, 21 shot attempts. And... Uh, you know, that was in his, you know, his first game back pretty much after uh, some, uh, you know, game off. So 
Uh, I don't mind going back to the well on that. He is priced up 5,900. So not a price tag that I think it's an immediate plug and play. If it just rounds that out, sure, go for it. He's small forward, shooting guard eligible. That surely helps. Uh, if anything, I'd be looking probably at, you know, the Cole Anthony and the Michael Carter Williams. Between these two guys, one of them should be playing at least, uh, you know, 22 to 25 minutes. Um, Carter Williams came out here and played 31. He'd probably be my preferred option, especially against his Cleveland backcourt. So at, at that price tag, I have no problem looking at Michael Carter Williams at 4,600. He'd probably be round out to be, um, you know, my preferred option, I guess, on this, uh, entire Orlando team. And then you can't go wrong with some faults, but you know, again, push comes to shove. I'd probably play Mark Carter Williams, um, at a point per dollar, uh, over faults. So round it out. That's it. Just, uh, just some Michael Carter Williams for me. And uh, I don't think we need to even look at Vucevic again. I love so many centers. We'll get to him. I uh, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he has that game, but I'll take a hard pass on him. So we'll go on to the next one. We have the Charlotte Hornets traveling out to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers team. Uh, this game is coming out right now with a game total of a 219. Philadelphia is being favored by nine and a half. This is a rematch of a game that we just saw. So we'll start off with this Charlotte team. As far as injuries are concerned, Cody Zeller still out. P.J. Washington uh, is being considered questionable at the moment. Probably more on the probable side of things, but something that's worth noting and monitoring. Uh, and then for Philly, it's just Cork Moss and Mike Scott that will be out of this game. So uh, we just saw this game. Um, like I said, these two teams have just faced. And, you know, Philadelphia handled them pretty easily, 127 to 112. Uh, Gordon Hayward comes in at 7,300. You know, Gordo is a guy that I, I love. I absolutely think he's still too cheap. You know, I've been playing. Um, I played him the past three games, and he paid off in the Philly game. It did not pay off in the two matchups you would think it would pay off, which was Memphis and Dallas. So uh, he's a guy that I don't mind going back to. At 7,300, uh, you know, we've seen the, the low floor of 20. That could happen. Uh, but I would think that his floor more often than not is right around that 30 points with the upside of 50, which we've seen uh, on several occasions already this season. So I don't mind looking at Gordon Hayward at 7,300. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm really looking at on this Charlotte team would probably be Lamella Ball, who was just really coming into his own over the past few games, played 31 minutes in that last one, came out for 37 DK points and. Uh, he did that on 33% shooting, and that's it. He's a dude that can just get it done in multiple different ways. Rebounds, assists, steals. He's active, he's long, uh, and he's young. So he's going to have the energy to play. So I don't mind looking at him. I, don't, I think he's also, like I said, blowout proof. If this game gets out of hand like that last one, he'd only see more minutes. So he's still at a very, very fair price tag at 5,600. I'll probably fade Rozier, Bridges, and Graham. I want nothing to do with those guys. Uh, if you wanted to you know, get desperate, look at a guy like Biombo. He's safe, but... Let's keep the theme going. There are plenty of centers that we will get to. So uh, Philadelphia, the very next team. Joel Embiid coming in at 9,900. It's a smash spot for him. He's under 10K. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he will probably, you know, get his value, if not hit very close to it. Um, do I end up playing him? No, uh, I don't. I don't think I do. But I wouldn't knock you if you do, just because he's still in an excellent spot. It just comes down to a simple line of construction for me, where I'm just not finding myself get too, getting too many shares of him. Uh, I don't think I'll be playing any Ben Simmons at 9100, nor will I be playing uh, Tobias Harris at 76. Tobias is an excellent play. Don't get me wrong; he's scored at least 38 DK points out, uh, out 38 DK points in the last four games uh, against Charlotte. He just dropped 57 in a monstrous game. A lot of that due to defensive stats: three blocks, four steals. Don't think that's going to happen again. 
I uh, also don't think he's necessarily going to shoot 64% from the field. So I'll probably uh, I'll probably pass on Tobias Harris at that price tag, but still a great matchup if you wanted to get a share or two of them. Wouldn't mind it. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. I'm not going to be really playing too much Danny Green or, uh, or Shake Milton. Um, I'm all set with those types of guys. I think we'll find some better plays later on. So keep this moving. Trying to cruise along here. I hope, uh, hope I'm not going too quick. Uh, but bottom line, I don't have anybody to talk to over here. I don't want to keep it too boring. I kind of want to get to the nitty-gritty of everything uh, and get you guys the information. That way you can spend more time constructing, less time listening. So we have the New York Knicks traveling to Atlanta, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, as of the moment, this game is coming in at a 222.5 game total. Uh, and we have the Hawks being favored by six in this one. So uh, interesting matchup for the Hawks and the injury report right now. Double uh, O, Gallinari, Chris Dunn, and Tony Stout all ruled out. Rondo is doubtful. Kevin Hader is questionable. For the Knicks, we have Frank Nittaglina and Obi Toppin ruled out. Amari Smellin, Dennis Smith Jr. considered doubtful. Alec Burks is considered questionable. So we'll slide over this Knicks side of the ball. Julius Randle has just been outperforming, I think, everybody's expectations thus far this season. Really thriving in Thibodeau's uh, offense. It's just, you know, feed the man. He's basically letting him run point at this at this point in time. Uh, he's received double-digit rebounds in the past four games. So, uh, you know, he's in a fantastic spot. Listen, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he hits that value. But 9K is a rich price tag, one that I don't want to pay for Julius Randle, despite the matchup, despite everything else. Um, I'll think I'll take a hard pass. R.J. Barrett at 6,700. Uh, problem with R.J. Barrett is he can, seems like he can only actually hit shots uh, against the Pacers. Uh, this is you know this isn't the Pacers. Um, these are the Hawks. So 6,700. Uh, it seems foolish. You know I'm I'm kind of being serious here though. Though uh, he's been really struggling from deep. Um, you know he went four uh, four or five from three pointer today, and then on opening night he played well against some. Other than that, he's really struggled at sixty seven hundred. But I think we have a few better options, so I'll pass on him as well. Mitchell Robinson comes in at fifty seven hundred. Uh, you know he, he's a great point per minute guy. You know we're not expecting much on offense. Uh, does he make the cut? No. Um, not going to cross him out of my player pool just yet. The real guy I'm looking at, if I'm looking at anybody, would be like a guy like Alfred Payton. Uh, 6K, this is a matchup. I always look to target point guards going against Trey Young, so I don't mind looking at uh, some Alfred Payton right now. He's put up thirty, uh, at least 33 DK points uh, three of the past four games, high upside of 43 in that. And I would talk about the double-digit shot attempts. I mean, 12 shot attempts at least, 12-plus in all four of the last four games. So I don't mind looking at Alfred Payton at 6K. He's probably my lone nick that I'm going to keep in my player pool. Outside of that, I think I'm good to go. But keep your eye on Austin Rivers as his minutes get ramped back up. I wouldn't be shocked if he starts to kind of slowly creep away, like one of those 26 to 28-minute rolls, whether it's coming off the bench or starting between point guard, shooting guard, and even a little bit of time at the three. Uh, but we'll slide over to the Atlanta side of the ball. Trey Young, 9,800. We're getting him under 10K. He's in play. It's that simple. Um, you know, probably not going to be a premier target of mine, but it's Trey Young under 10K. The matchup doesn't scare me against the Knicks. It's actually a good matchup. Anything that scares me is how well Atlanta's been playing, uh, you know, and how easily they can just end up rolling over them. But that being said, they're dealing with several injuries, uh, especially if Herder sits, Rondo sits, Gallinari sits. It's a lot of big names. Um, but John Collins also coming in at 7,200. I'll pass because there's one guy, and I talked about the centers. I like to play. It's my boy, Clint Capella. We've seen back-to-back minutes now um, of 30-plus minutes. So 31 uh, in that last one against Cleveland, 30 against Brooklyn. In those both those games, at least 35 DK points. Sign me up 
You tell me Clint Capella is playing 30-plus minutes at 6K. This is a fantastic matchup. I'll take plenty of shares of him. He'll be one of my favorite center plays, one of my favorite plays overall on the board. Uh, and then if, the only other guy I'd probably be looking at would be DeAndre Hunter. This They just refuse to price this gentleman up. 30-plus uh, minutes in all four of the last games, and we're talking about a floor of about uh, 25 DK points, floating right around that 30 mark at 5,200. No Danilo Gallinari. He should have a safe role. Uh, and he's getting the shot attempts as well. So those are the two guys I'd be looking at on the Atlanta side of the ball. Really, really like Clint Capella. So I definitely see myself having a few shares of him. Move on to the fourth game of the night. We have OKC traveling to Miami, taking on the Heat. 213 and a half game total. Miami being favored by eight points in this one. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, Avery Bradley is being consider- considered questionable, um, while Gabe Vincent is probable. And then the OKC, Ty Jerome uh, is considered out. Um, and Alexev Pojeski, um, if I butchered that, I apologize. I know Santino calls him uh, the Pokemon. Uh, he is considered out. He received a concussion during practice, so somebody gave him a hard bow is what I'm going to just go out there and guess, but uh, he will not be uh, available for this one. So we'll start with OKC. Shea Gildas-Alexander, uh, the big name, the big piece. Everyone's expecting big things from him this season, and he's been performing pretty well. Uh, slightly underperforming. This is a tough matchup for him. at 7,800. I think I'll take a pass. Um you know, I, I don't doubt the talent. I, I just don't love that price tag compared to some of the other options that we have and given the matchup. So I just think I'll leave him out there for others. I can see George Hill being utilized, especially in this kind of, uh, you know, when you're going against the Heat, it's basically like just playing a team of veterans. I get they have like Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, who barely sniffs the rotation and guys like that. But uh, they're a tough team to battle against. I, I just don't have the confidence in Shea kind of leading them necessarily in this type of matchup. Uh, and then Al Horford, 63. Just really, really struggling to kind of get himself, you know, in a groove. He's not playing big minutes, so I think that that ceiling is kind of capped. If you want to look at him in cash games, I see, yeah, even then I think we have better options. I'll pass. So no Al Horford for me. And then the last guy, I'll, you know, I'll even talk about would be uh, Darius Baisley, fifty eight hundred. Not the easiest matchup for him. Um, I like him in tournaments. He's got a little ca- uh, risk uh, associated to him in your cash games. A little less trustworthy, as we've seen the ceiling of forty one. We've seen some floors of fifteen. So. Uh, definitely somebody I'll keep in my uh, in my player pool as far as uh, GPPs and tournaments. On the Miami side of the ball, Bam Adebayo, 8,500. I'll take a pass. We just talked about Clint Capella, who I you know, can easily see finishing. Maybe a little bit less than him, five, six points less, but I'm saving 2,500. So I'll pass on Adebayo. Uh, Jimmy Butler, 7,400. This is a fantastic price tag for Jimmy. Uh, but he's still having his minutes limited. In that first game back since that ankle injury, he played 27 minutes with over six from the field. So... Uh, I'll take a pass on Jimmy until I kind of see him get right in these uh, in a few of these games. The main guy I'm going to be looking at over here uh, is going to be Goran Dragic. Um, just a, a rock-solid guy that just flies under the radar. You know, take away that Milwaukee game where it was just a complete blowout, played 10 minutes. You know, that was probably one of the worst games in, in, uh, in Heat history. Uh, but, you know, he's been putting up points, bottom line. Uh, 37, 40, 35, and a little bit of a down one of 24 in that last one. But I like the matchup. I think the price tag's rock solid. So I don't mind taking a few stabs at Goran Dragic while, you know, I know I think a lot of people are just going to continue to go to Tyler Hero, which I don't blame him. Um, But, you know, Goran Dragic, I know, is getting that bench usage. So I'll just keep attacking that spot where I know I can get, uh, I'm getting a solid floor and I'm going to get, you know, decent ceiling return uh, along with that. 
and that's it for me. I'm, I'm not going to be playing anybody else. Uh, I don't necessarily think the the Bradley injury does anything outside of maybe uh, give a couple more minutes to Kendrick Nunn, but not somebody I'm going to be targeting unless some for some reason Jimmy Butler was to get rolled out. Uh, we'll slide over to this Boston-Toronto game. Uh, this game's going to be play, uh, taking place in Toronto. Uh, there has been no game total uh, released for this one, so they don't know you know how high of a scoring game or low of a scoring game it's going to be. But uh, what I do see is that they are favoring Toronto by three points. So wherever that is going to land, uh, they expect Toronto to be coming out on top of this one. So uh, as far as injuries are concerned in this game, um, you know, Give me one second. Uh, Boston has yet to release their injury report, while the Raptors have just Patrick McCaw sitting out. So we'll start with the away team. We'll start with Boston in this one. Jason Tatum, uh, seeing a little bit of a price dip. You know, him and Brown almost neck and neck at 8,600. He's coming off of a monster game, almost a 60-point game against Detroit. Uh, that is today. It is the second half of back-to-back. It is a tough matchup. Uh, he is going to have to go against OG. I'll probably take a pass on Jason Tatum. You know, I do like that price tag. I think he's getting in that realm where, you know, we got to really, really consider him. Uh, But I expect him to draw a fair amount of OG. So I'll probably take a pass on that. Um, Jalen Brown, he's just been red hot. You know, really stepping up without Kemba Walker, really stepping up uh, without Gordon Hayward. And, you know, the shot attempts are there. and He's just shooting at an unreal clip of 81%, 60%, 70%, 50%, 61%. That's his past five games. So, you know, eventually he's going to cool off, but the price tag's still up there. So at 8,300, I don't, I don't want to say complete fade him. He's just not going to be a primary target of mine. So I'll probably take a, you know, a, a fairly hard pass. Uh, keep your eye on Tristan Thompson. We've seen him sitting back to back earlier in the season, and it, this will be the second half of back to back. So um, wouldn't be shocked if he does sit. With that being said, uh, I believe he is a uh, Canadian native in this game. Is in Toronto. He might want to play. Keep your eye on it. It's worth mentioning. I'm not expecting big minutes for him. I'm just mentioning it, though, because if he does sit, Daniel Tice at 48, Robert Williams at 41, both those guys very, very much come into play. Um, and then the big news was also Jeff Teague. So Jeff Teague sprained his ankle in today's game, That you know that being Sunday. Uh, he's questionable for this one. I would expect him to sit. And if he sits, we should see a decent amount of Peyton Pritchard. Uh, Pritchard's been a guy that's been pretty much outplaying T all season long. His minutes have been fairly solid. He played 28 today. Um, other than that, they're floating in the high teens, low 20s. No Teague. That gives about 20 minutes up. Um, we we should see a fair amount of Pritchard. Anywhere between, I would say, 24 and 30 minutes of Pritchard. Uh, 30 being best case scenario. I'd probably bank on more of like that 26 to 28. Uh, but a solid point per minute guy can get it done in a few different ways. At 3,700, I think he makes a lot of sense for a value play. So I think with this Boston team, I'm really going to be targeting the value between Thies, uh, or Tice, Williams, and uh, Pritchard. And that's, you know, barring we hear something on Tristan Thompson for some of those guys in the front court. Moving on to the Toronto side. Uh, not the best matchup for either team. Both guys play very good defense. Kyle Lowry coming in at AK. And Kyle Lowry just the rock solid bang in the drum. You know you get 35. Uh, occasional he'll get you the upside. Uh, probably not targeting him in this matchup. Going against Marcus Smart, probably see a fair amount of him. So I'll take a hard pass. Van Fleet, uh, 7,700. Prefer him slightly over Lowry, but not a primary target of mine. Um, looking at Siakam, you know, been struggling mightily with foul trouble, uh, locker room issues, all the nine. Uh, I just don't think he's mentally there right now. I think he's struggling. I think it's very, very obvious. And I think a lot of it has to do with everything that's going on and the turmoil or surrounding it. So until this kind of, we can kind of see him get right, I'll take a pass. OG at 62. Now he's a guy that I think I can get uh, a share or two of. I wouldn't mind. 
Uh, he just gets it done in multiple ways. He's got some tournament upside. Safe enough for cash floors where Rudo we're pretty much getting about 25 to 30. Should be looking at a high 36 minutes, even closer to 38. Basically going to play every minute matching Tatum, Jalen Brown is what I would expect. Um, and then I think if you wanted to look at maybe like a solid value play or some sort of pivot, uh, you could take a look at Aaron Baines um, or Norman Powell. Both those guys, very fair price. Baines at 4K, Powell at 41. Um, you know, like I said, strictly strictly tournaments, but Powell, double-digit shot attempts over the past two games. Uh, nothing else in that last one other than one rebound, and, you know, he's not going to offer too much of those things. But at 4,100, if he comes in here and he chips in, you know, 12, 13 actual points, you don't need much more uh, after that. So that is it for me on Toronto. We'll keep it moving to a game that's got a lot of question marks, a lot surrounding it, a lot that we have to wait and see on. So, well, it's uh, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Houston, take on uh, the wonderful Rockets. Uh, no game uh, game total, no spread has yet to be released for this one. And it, it's by no surprise because we'll be waiting on Luka Doncic. Uh, and then we'll be waiting on James Harden as well. So those are the major, new, major news, and that's pretty much all that we have to talk about this one. Kind of hard to give too, too in-depth of analysis when you're waiting on two of the best players in the NBA, two of the highest uh, point-per-minute guys and fantasy players in the NBA. Uh, so if Luka sits... Uh, beg the drum. You can go right back to Brunson, 3,300. He was an amazing value play for tonight. Shout out to Keith. He was banging the drum on him last night on last night's podcast. Uh, and then if you want to look at Trey Burke as like a, a pivot off of Brunson in tournaments, uh, that's the only time I would probably play Brunson or I mean Burke over Brunson. Um, I think Brunson actually at this point in time when I'm recording this is out to uh, he's yeah, he's crushing value right now. So we could go right back to the well on that one. I wouldn't mind looking at a little Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson. That's where I expect the other usage to go to. And then maybe if you want to take a stab at a guy like Kleber in the front court. But I would really probably prefer these guards going against this Houston team. Those are the three guys I'm going to be targeting. Uh, and again, if Luca plays probably pass on him um it's tough it really depends on how serious that injury is if there's no minutes restriction 10-3 is a fantastic price tag when you think about it though so it's really hard to ignore that price tag uh if he plays i definitely have some interest and in bottom line i don't think the maps would play him if he can't run out enough minutes to actually win them a game so that is what my uh my analysis on this uh on this dallas side of the ball is so we'll slide over to houston uh looking at this team James Harden, 11-1. I touched on it. If he sits, we know where we're going. It's John Wall. It's Eric Gordon. It's uh, Christian Wood. Uh, maybe a little Daniel House Jr. if you're into that kind of thing as well. Um, and maybe if you want to trickle in a, you know, one of those Daniel Nawaba, Sterling Brown types of guy, Ben McLemore, sure, why not? Uh, Harden plays and Luka plays. I'll probably end up playing Luka over him just to have somebody to run it back with because bottom line, Christian Wood should not be priced at 7400 So if the buzzers are going off in your head, it is, uh, it's because it's right. It's because I talked about it saying I like a lot of centers. Uh, Wood one being one of them. 7400 is a fantastic price tag for Christian Wood, uh, and I don't know why it's really just not going up. We talk about this season so far. In four games, he's averaging almost 50 DK points. He's averaging right about 48. So sign me up. Uh, 7,400. I don't see this usage going away. Boogie Cousins is not touching that role anytime soon. If Harden sits, it's only even better for him. If Harden plays, still a great price tag for him. Still a great matchup for him as well. So Christian Wood, another one of my favorite plays. It just happens to be a center. Uh, I'd be shocked if I don't roll out multiple two-center lineups Um you know, on tonight's slate. So those are the guys I'm really looking at. Won't be playing PJ Tucker. Won't be playing Boogie Cousins. It's really just going to be Gordon, Wood, Wall. Uh, even Wall at 7,600. It's, you know, it's a steep price tag, but 
we've been given a sample size, you know, large enough. It's only two games, but 4,500 in both those games. If, if Harden sits, you, you know, you got to take a hard look at it. But they, that price tag's fantastic if Harden sits. If Harden plays, I can see the fade. So no worries there. But I think Wood is in play either way. Only three games left. 27 minutes. This is cruising. So, um, you know, this might be uh, – I'll blame Santino. We'll just, you know, why not just give him a shout-out, see if he's listening today. Uh, because if so, I'll get a text at some point saying, you know, he caught me talking junk. Uh, but that dude just doesn't shut up sometimes. So sometimes you get dragged on some of these shows. So we'll uh, we'll keep it moving. Detroit Pistons going against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, this game does not have a game total, does not have a spread yet released. So something worth monitoring uh, as the day goes on. As far as injuries are concerned, the Pistons have not yet uh, submitted their injury report. It's because they played today. And for the Bucks, Pat Connaughton is considered doubtful, while Torrey Craig and Sam Merrill have been ruled out. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. Um, you know, Pistons on a second half of a back-to-back. They played well today. Um, still struggled, but going against this Bucks team, who we've seen get blown out by teams that we were not expecting. But I'm not expecting the Pistons to be able to hang into this one. Uh, it's really going to be a tough one for them. So, you know, Jeremy Grant, 6,900. I like that price tag, not this matchup. Um, I'll pass. I'll pass on Blake Griffin. I'll pass on um, Derrick Rose. Plumley at 58. I could see using him possibly, but I'll probably end up taking a pass just given all the other centers that I've mentioned. Uh, Capella only being $200 more. I like that play a little bit more. Um, and then Josh Jackson, he suffered an ankle sprain. I would not expect him to play in this one. With that being said, we should see a couple more minutes kind of trickle down to the DeLon Wright, Sadiq Bay, and Sadiq Michalik. Which one would I target if I had to play any of them? Uh, probably Sadiq Bay. If I had to play him, Michalik is more of the shooter. Uh, he's the guy that picked up more of the minutes in the second half after uh, we saw uh, Jackson go down. But uh, either way, you know, probably not premier value plays necessarily anyway. It's kind of a hard game to necessarily game script right now without kind of seeing uh, a little bit more information. Sliding over to the Milwaukee side of the ball, I mean, all these guys underpriced and in play. Giannis, 10-8. Middleton, 7-7. Holiday, 6-8. DiVincenzo, 5-1. Uh, I touched on it. I think this game has very, very uh, likelihood in the makings to just be kind of a you know dumpster fire, uh, one that is not going to be just loaded with fantasy points or even that uh, attractive to be. So if I'm targeting anybody, it's probably going to be the DiVincenzo at 5,100. I think that's a great price tag for him. He's just been uh, playing extremely well, uh, and he's looking at you know anywhere between about 25 to 30 minutes in games that stay close. And when they're blowouts, um, you know, about 16 to 30, or, or 16 to 25, I'm sorry. And you're looking at about 30 in games that stay close. Uh, the other guy would probably be Bobby Portis, who is pretty uh, pretty safe out of the way. He's looking at about, you know, same thing, about 18 to 20 minutes regardless, and 25 to 28 minutes in games that get out of hand. So I don't mind taking a stab at those two guys, uh, but not premier targets of mine, not guys I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, Drew Holiday at 68, you know, again, just way, way too cheap. This guy should probably be more like 72 to 7,300. Um, just, just tough with this matchup. It's really under for game scripting. If you think if you're running it back with some Detroit guys and you think this game could stay fairly close and you want action on both sides of the ball, then yeah, definitely look at your Middleton, look at your Drew Holiday, uh, look at a Divincenzo, um, run it back maybe with like a Plumley or something like that. I just don't know if a lot of my game scripts are gonna roll that like you know roll that way because I've talked about so many guys and so many other games I do like and I am gonna target a little bit more heavily. Uh, two of which you know are the next two games, which I dislike a lot more than this one. Um, and then I also talked about you know the Boston Toronto, uh, the Knicks Atlanta game. There's, there's there's a few games that we want to target a little bit more, but we'll keep it moving. 
Indiana Pacers going against the New Orleans Pelicans in this one. Uh, as far as a game total is concerned, 218. We have the Pelicans being favored by one point in this one. Uh, and then as on the injury report for the Pacers, Goga, uh, Brian Bowen, Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren all ruled out. For the Pelicans, Wenyan Gabriel's questionable. Sundarius Thornwell has been ruled out. Everybody else should and will be good to go. Looking at this Pacers, the away team, uh, top price, Demonis Sabonis, coming in at 9500 uh, I, I can't tell you the last time, if ever, I've seen his price tag this high. It is stupid high. Uh, for that reason, this is a smash matchup. Don't get me wrong. There's there's no way he puts up anything less than 40 Uh, But I can't pay that price tag at $9,500. i will take a hard pass. Same thing with Brogdon at 79 uh, I loved him in that last matchup. I was all over him, and it paid off. I got the 54 points out of him. Um, but in this one, a little bit of a tougher matchup. Going against a lot of uh, Eric Bledsoe, going against a lot of Lonzo Ball. I'll probably take a pass on Brogdon. Um, I don't mind looking at Victor Oladipo at 7K. He's just really stepped it up. He's been struggling from the field over the last two games, but as he's on as a whole, he looks like old Victor Oladipo. When you're talking about a guy that shot 18% from the floor and still put up 33 DK points in that last one, game before that, 35% put up 34 um, I feel good about that. I like this pace. I like going against the Pelicans. I think it's going to be his type of matchup. I can see him coming out of here with like two to three steals. Uh, he should have fairly, in a, you know, I would say at least six, at least five to six three-point attempts. How many of those does he knock down? I don't, I don't know for certain. Uh, but I really like Victor Oladipo in this one. I think he's a, you know, very, very fair price at seven K. And then if I'm looking at anybody else, it might be one of these guys that's going to kind of step up in, uh, in the absence of TJ Warren. If you want to look at one of the Holiday brothers and McDermott, sure. Uh, McDermott a little bit more priced up though at 4700. He's going to get some shot attempts. He's going to have some open looks, but a little empty outside of those shot attempts. So don't know if I'll end up landing there. But I guess if you're dumping or diving and it rounds out your lineup, I don't. I won't blame you. I don't. I don't completely. Uh, I'm not completely against it. But we'll slide over to the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram 8400. Uh, for as great of a matchup of, as this is going to be for Sabonis, it's going to be just as good for Ingram. Uh, Sabonis will have his way in the paint with Ingram, but Ingram will have his way on the outside and in transition. Um, so I don't, I don't mind looking at him. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. Uh, you know, Zion is going to be there as well. And when you have to decide on which guy you want to pay up between Zion and Ingram, I just always lean Ingram because I just think he is the alpha male. He is the guy that is leading this team. Uh, 8400 is a fair price tag for him. Um, so I don't mind taking a couple stabs at him. And with that being said, it's probably the same reasons why I won't be playing Zion. If you want to look at Alonzo uh, Ball or Eric Bledsoe, don't mind it. I prefer Ball over Bledsoe. Bledsoe coming off of the big game, kind of like the uh, you know woke up game. Uh, a lot of people were wondering if he was still home. Uh, came out and dropped 19 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds against Toronto. So, you know, he's probably getting into a groove at 6300 though. He is getting priced up. I'd rather just take the $400 price difference and go at Lonzo Ball. Let other people chase the Bledsoe game. Uh, other guy I'd be looking at would be Josh Hart. I mean, Josh Hart's been one of my staple kind of uh, cash value plays when you're talking about it. 4900 Dude's just a rebounding machine off the bench. Uh, 8, 11, 6, 10 rebounds over the last four games. So, you know, you get that nice safe floor knowing that he's getting you those rebounds. He's got that small forward eligibility, and he chips at the points. The percentages haven't been good over the last two games, um, but occasionally he is going to knock down 40 50% of his shots. And then you're all of a sudden looking at about 30 DK points at 4,900. So I don't mind looking at Josh Hart in this matchup. Uh, he's somebody I could definitely see myself playing. And then we have one. Uh, the final game of the night, the late game hammer. So that, you know, goes from an 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game all the way to a 10 p.m. 
Houston Standard Time game. We have the Sacramento Kings traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. Warriors will be on the second half of a back-to-back, 232 game total. Sacramento being favored by two and a half points. Uh, and this one with the Warriors playing on that back-to-back. We're not going to get anything as far as uh, the Warriors on the injury report, but for the Kings, Halliburton has been ruled out as well as uh, Daquan Jeffries. So we'll start off with the Sacramento team. I like this game a lot. I like this game total. I like this script. I like everything about it. Uh, Darren Fox, 8,200. I think he's a smash play. He's a great play in this one. Should see an up-tempo game. Shot attempts have been there. Uh, he is the motor for this team. So you want to play Fox at 82? Won't knock you for that one. Uh, another one of my favorite plays would probably be, uh, guess what, a center. Rashawn Holmes, 5,600. Sign me up. Uh, another guy that I could definitely see myself getting a fair amount of shares for. He has 30-plus minutes over in the last three games. Uh, in those games, a uh, high of 48 DK points, a low of 26. So 26 is you know pretty much of value, cash value of what we're getting from him. But uh, we know we've seen a 35 sprinkled in there, a 48 sprinkled in there. It's a fantastic matchup. I don't mind looking at some Rashawn Holmes at 5,600. Marvin Bagley, the guy talking to town, getting on Twitter, his father coming out saying that he wants his son to be traded. He can't stand the Kings organization, this, this, and that. Bagley said in a press conference he's not going to address that. He's going to focus and address any questions that pertain to the game tomorrow and his teammates. So uh, he's trying to get focused. He's trying to get right. It's hard to imagine that this isn't going to affect or bother him. Uh, 5,500, again, he's right in that price tag, right in that range of homes where I just prefer homes. I get it that he has power forward eligibility, but I can find other people to play there as well. So I'll take a pass there. And if you want to look at some value, um, you know, with with uh, Halliburton being ruled out, we should still see a fair amount of Corey Joseph. And then there has been talk by Luke Walton that he's expected to see a fair amount of Glenn Robinson the third. So Glenn Robinson the third came out and played 21, uh, 21 minutes in that last game. Uh, if we're going to see an uptick, um, you know, this might not be a bad thing going against one of his former teams, you know, might not be a bad thing. Uh, so I don't mind looking at Glenn Robinson at third. He is minimum salary at three K. So if you're dumpster diving, you need that guy that's bottom of the barrel. He's a guy that you can take a look at, uh, you know, play 20 minutes of the last one. Wouldn't shock me if he's playing around 24, 25, uh, even then, you know, he can get you about 22 to 24 DK points at that, uh, at that price tag. So, uh, if you want to take a look at buddy healed, it's the right matchup too. just, no, I, I struggled to get Buddy healed right. Maybe you can get him a little bit better. Uh, at 6,800, I just don't like what he's recently been doing, and I'll probably take a pass at somebody else, take a shot on it. So for me, it is going to be Rashawn Holmes, De'Aaron Fox. I'll take a little bit of uh, Glenn Robinson and Corey Joseph for some value, and that's probably it. I don't play Harrison Barnes. I'd rather get hit by a bus than play Harrison Barnes. It is what it is. He'll burn me sometimes, and whatever. I'll take it off the chin. Um, I just not a, not one of those guys I play. You're the Harrison Barn whisperer, and you and you think he's having a great game. Let me know. Maybe I'll throw him in a lineup off of your recommendation, uh, just because I I just can't get that dude right. So uh, just somebody I'll take a hard pass on. But we'll slide over to the uh, Gold State Warriors. So uh, Steph Curry coming in at 9,300. Second half of a back-to-back. We kind of want to see how this one pans out tonight to just see how much workload these guys get and how much they play. Uh, nonetheless, Steph Curry is a fantastic match uh, playing and a fantastic matchup at 9,300. I do not mind looking at him. Uh, and then you got Wiggins and Uber. This feels like a great get-right spot for them. Both these guys, you know, I talk about it all the time. Kings struggle against opposing shooting guards, so I like this spot for Wiggins. I can see Ubre, uh, you know, a little bit quicker than Bagley off the dribble. Um, I'm not expecting a huge, if uh, if any, workload for Draymond Green with it being a back-to-back, so we probably should see a little bit more of Ubre at the four. So something worth monitoring. Um, but I definitely, I definitely see myself getting some shares. 
of Wiggins and Oubre. Allows me to get some exposure to this game in case I wanted to spend up in a different spot other than on Steph Curry. All three of those guys, I think, are in play. I think they're all right around smack dab where they should be priced. If anything, Oubre might be slightly underpriced, but I get it because he's been absolute atrocious and trash this season. Uh, Wiseman, 5K, I'll pass. I just talked about several other centers, maybe 700 or or $1,000 nearby. Uh, I do like Wiseman. I do love the talent when he's playing 30 minutes. Sign me up. Until then, I'll keep going with the other value on the slate. And keep an eye on Toscano Anderson, 3,600. He could draw the start if we do see uh, Draymond sit again. We saw him start in the games before Draymond returned as Pascal pretty much played himself into a bench roll for being absolute dog shit. So that is all we have. Nine games, motored through them in just about 40 minutes. So I hope uh, I hope that was long enough for the commute, but not too long where you had to sit in the parking lot before you had to turn the car off, get into work and all that good stuff. But um, as always, if you guys can give us a you know, rate review, we really do appreciate it. Subscribe to uh, get the notification. That way, you know exactly when the po- uh, podcast publishes. You know, we always try to get them done the night before. Uh, but hey, maybe you're up late and you never know, and you get that little notification, you go listen. But you can find it anywhere on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, all of those good places. So go on there, give us a nice little follow, five star, um, whatever you think about the podcast, positive, negative. If it's negative, try to be a little nice. That way we can take a constructive criticism. We just want to get better, provide the best content for you guys every day, uh, seven days a week. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Uh, message me, tweet at me, whatever it may be. I'd uh, love to help you guys in any way I can on uh, in the fantasy realm uh, out there on Twitter. I've uh, been kind of doing my best I could over here for uh, DFS today and everybody over here at Hoopball, commanding everything as a lead DFS guy. But you can get me over there on Twitter. Um, you'll probably be able to catch me a little bit more if you have our fantasy pass, though. So go stop over at hoop-ball.com. Sign up for the fantasy pass, guys. It is you know, a cup of coffee a day pretty much at this point. And you get all access to everything that we have at HoopBall, including the Discord, which has been just popping lately. Everybody's new favorite addition uh, to the HoopBall, you know, family. So all different things. DFS has its own channels out there. So you go in there, you can check the actives, the inactives. Uh, you can get all your pros at uh, at the touch of your finger. And, you know, ask them the question, pick the brain. Would you play him, him, whatever it may be. Start, sit, this guy, your thoughts on him. We're there for you up until lock. So, uh, and then we have all the season-long guys as well. So you can touch on them, whether it's a start-sit, trade question, whatever it might be, add-drop. We are here to help you. And you can only get to us in that Discord. So check it out. And then go uh, sign up for that bruise letter. You probably heard me mention it. You are absolutely foolish if you have heard this several times and you have not signed up because it is absolutely free. All it is is an email. You're already getting hit with thousands of spam emails per week. Sign up for that bruise letter. It will be the first email that you did not see coming that is a good one. Um, maybe that's not true. Maybe you got a few other good ones, but this is a fantastic one. And it is from our founder, Aaron Bruski, packed with nuggets of information to help you take down your season long leagues. Uh, and it is primitive and only comes through the email. So, um, you might know Aaron, you might be his neighbor. It doesn't matter if you're not signed up to the bruise letter. Um, you're not getting the information. You're not getting this email sent to you. So go over the hoop dash ball, sign up to it. You can see it right on the homepage. Check it out, guys. It is absolutely free and loaded with information. So, that is all I have for you guys today. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everything, that, all of our listeners, and everything you guys do for us out here. Uh, it is an absolute blast being able to do this. So I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be jumping back tomorrow. Uh, looks like Santino will be on. I think he might be running solo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he'll be breaking down that show for you. And I think I'm doing an article. 
Uh, I like getting my writing chops back in there once in a while, so the layup line will be coming by me shortly. But thank you guys for listening. Take care. Let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.